fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you. We're glad that you could join us on the Ashlers podcast, a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through Masonic paper readings, discussions, interviews, and more. Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with season one, which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lodge or constitutions thereof best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non masons alike Hey guys, before I begin today's topic, I want to let you know a little something about Hub Hopper Studio. You know, this podcast is hosted on Hub Hopper Studio. That is H U B H O P P E R studio.com. It is India's leading hosting and distribution platform for many podcasts. The platform is absolutely free and it helps me reach out to the right Indian audience. by not only getting it on audio streaming platforms such as Spotify and Google Podcasts but even on Indian platforms such as Gana, Wink Music and many more. Hello and welcome folks to The Ashlers. I'm sure you've been enjoying our episodes that we have put out in the past and have been following along the spread of masonry in India. We started out from the far east went down south along the coast and finally we are now growing inland and we arrive at delhi now delhi in india in today's time holds a very important position because it is obviously the seat of power but it was not always the case right and i'm again coming from a freemasonic standpoint which was brought in by the britishers who came to india as traders and eventually ended up setting up shop and house over here but then you know like life all things have a negative and positive side one of the positives here was that freemasonry came to india and it followed along their trajectory and travels and that is why delhi seems to be a little late to the party but nevertheless we are here and in this episode we will talk more about that so rinesh why don't you go ahead and start the discussion and give us some idea as to why was delhi late to the party hey shishir thanks for this we know how we actually started this conversation and i think when we had actually thought about discussing how freemasonry came in india how it actually spread we were concentrating initially on where did it start from and that's why obviously we started with bengal uh from bengal we definitely went to madras then we went to bombay because these were the places where british had actually kept their trade posts where they actually started expanding uh, their reach with respect to the local people and the community as well as the factories and everything else but delhi seemed to be one of those things which we realized that it was kind of late um and it it obviously stands out you know why because when we started looking at the oldest lodge which is there in delhi the oldest freemasonic lodge which is there we came to know that it was somewhere in the year 
Now that's actually very old. Whereas we have been talking about the 1700s for uh, Bengal and Madras, and we are here in 1861, which is almost like what more than a hundred years afterwards. Now, why was that case? And the answer to that was. British East India Company actually was not concentrating that much on Delhi initially. For them, Delhi was way too far. Delhi abhi dur hai types, and they were obviously concentrating on the fertile region of Uttar Pradesh area, the uh, the ports obviously. But somewhere down the line, they had to obviously go inside, and uh, that's when uh, I think they started looking into it, and that's where the in, the initial lodges came into place. The first or the oldest lodge which I came to know about was lodge called Lodge Star of Delhi. Number eight seventy eight under the English constituency, which started back in eighteen sixty one. Somewhere then, uh, Jamuna Lodge number eighteen, which eighteen by the way is a part of the number under the Grand Lodge of India, started in eighteen seventy two. And I think after that, during one of the proceedings or some function which actually happened in uh, uh, Bengal, when the rulers of uh, The, the the english rulers they actually suddenly said that okay this is high time that we move the capital from calcutta to delhi that i think kind of opened the floodgates of freemasonry coming there because obviously you had a lot of folks who were the traders who were the businessmen who were doctors professionals who were from england actually started coming in to the mainland and that's when i came to know that the scottish lodge called lodge bharat number no. 1298 was consecrated in 1922 this was uh, somewhere around 10 or 11 years after when they decided that delhi is going to be the capital uh, for the british india the irish lodge lodge dunmore number 458 was consecrated just before that around 1919 so these guys actually then that, that i think that's when they started looking at delhi and obviously started expanding and we all know like like the way shishir had informed right in the third episode it says why did we have lodges there the lodges were there because they kind of spread that hand friendship to talk like as in that will kind of embrace you in a foreign land and let me fill you guys in about one important thing of how delhi was planned or rather again getting into a freemasonic uh, you know origins coming from the stone masons and you know actually building and working with stones one of the things that Uh, is striking that i found during my research renish and i'm sure that even the listeners will find interesting is that the whole of delhi at least you know during the initial stages was planned using specific mm. geometric shapes the triangle and the hexagram and uh, i would like to talk about one important place in delhi that i'm sure anyone and everyone who knows even a little bit about delhi will would have heard this <laughs> name and that is the kanot place Now the interesting uh, fact here is that it was designed by Robert Russell. So the inspiration for Connaught Place was the Royal Crescent Building in England, and from there, you know, Robert Russell, who himself was a Freemason, he brought the same idea and applied it into Connaught Place in Delhi. Another important person, and uh, Renesh will add a little more to this person's achievement and why it makes Delhi so special is. Uh, a certain gentleman and a freemason and a known architect by the name edwin lutens now this person uh, was instrumental behind the rashtrapati bhavan and he came up with something called the delhi order uh, rinesh you want to get into the depths of that a little bit for our listeners 
definitely uh, so folks uh, and especially i think uh, the architect students who might be listening to us they will actually understand what orders we are talking about now uh, before i explain about the delhi order it's uh, let me just give you a brief idea of what exactly an order is an order technically is kind of like a mixture of certain things it's like an assemblage of parts which kind of holds the uh, a, a certain a certain body or a certain figure or a certain platform we, we can say so in the olden times we obviously used to know about the greek and roman uh, orders so there were three greek orders doric ionic and corinthian and two roman orders named as tuscan and composite and we are definitely going to explain these things in one of our future episodes about what these orders mean for freemasonry what exactly it has like what is the connection to it now coming to what Luton's did was he consecrate he actually created something called as a Delhi Order. Again, a pillar. Uh, by the way, just to just to keep keep it very simple, it's actually a pillar, a pillar with intricate designs, which actually can hold that platform on which you see. So whenever you actually see any amazing structures, right, which has some pillars on them, you obviously need to start noticing how the pillar has been designed and the top portion of the pillar, and obviously the base as well, and that will actually explain you what these different orders are. now delhi order is very unique the reason being these are parts of some orders known as nonce orders or something which is not very common and some of the very common or oh sorry some of the very uh, known nonce orders are british orders american orders something called an agriculture order and then we have delhi order lutons gave delhi order such a prominence that it in spite of being named obviously it was named after a city and it is the only order which is named after a city compared to the other nonce orders which we know about which is british american and agriculture as a matter of fact so you can imagine how much importance he gave and apparently lutons had actually used that that order in some of the other buildings which he created sorry which he designed so that kind of gives you that whole importance we always call delhi sometimes as uh, lutons delhi because he designed it right and he kind of created an order and it, it's there in history for all of us to ever know about and that's an amazing fact um the you know the whole idea of having an order named after a city which also is interesting because if you noticed what renesh was saying about the other orders they are all named after a country or say uh, like a community like the americans or british but this specific order is unique because it's named after a city and that shows just how uh, important the city of delhi was you know in the mind of a freemason that he brought it that sort of a prominence that's right that's that's right okay and uh, now coming obviously back to what we are talking about freemasonry right in the beginning yes i we did inform you about some of the old lodges which are there and freemasonry is still uh, prominent in uh, delhi as a matter of fact the grand lodge of india the seat of uh freemasonry or rather the the main administrative power of freemasonry for india is official is actually in delhi you can search about it in google and you will find it amazing photos of that place the building looks really superb it looks really nice it's actually apparently even holds some uh, cultural functions over there the place actually is uh, easily accessible it's i think it's on janpat lane itself if i'm not wrong because i'm not been to delhi or rather at least in that area it's right next to jantar mantar uh, but why exactly delhi is also that important the grand lodge of india is one of the youngest grand lodges in freemasonry in the world 
the grand lodge of india we were officially constituted in 1961 in ashoka hotel in new delhi itself so as we were initially must have obviously pointed out right like we did uh, talk about that we have uh, masonic lodges by, from england we had the masonic lodges from scotland and ireland and danes so by the time of independence and everything most of the other foreign constituents they kind of like just packed their bags and they went away the only the only three which actually kind of stayed back was english scottish and irish but obviously the the feeling was there that this is the time that we really need to start actually looking at uh, having a grand lodge for uh, india uh, by indians so that we actually take care of all these activities the masonic charitable things and everything which is happening so that's when that whole idea kind of shaped and uh, then the grand lodges of scotland ireland and england came together and they officially constituted a grand lodge of india if i'm not wrong and i might be my mess up my name over here the first grand master uh, his name is actually really really long by the way but let me just shorten it his the first grand master of the grand lodge of india was major general dr sir sayed raza ali khan i know he has a lot of titles actually but sayed raza ali khan was the first grand master and as a quick fact about it he was presented with an apron a chain in gold and a gauntlet by the three grand masters of the parent grand lodges of england scotland and ireland so can you like just imagine if we were of that era shishir if you would have been sitting there in that uh, group you would have been in like all the way it was happening apparently there were like 1500 people who had attended that meeting and from all over the country as well as the world we apparently had uh, representatives from the grand lodge of the state of israel we had a representative from grand lodge of uh, canada and obviously some of the grand lodges of us these guys actually all came here to see a new grand lodge being constituted how many times do you think you will get to see that opportunity i i really doubt that you will well we are way past that <laughs> and this is a new country <laughs> <laughs> or a new yeah. grand lodge that comes up then who knows but oh. yeah you know i can just imagine and for the grand master himself to be you know installed all those many eyes and the mm-hmm. weight of that responsibility you know a new nation relatively a new nation we were still you know uh, getting to grips with our freedom and you know pulling ourselves together uh, right for for that kind of a thing the responsibility obviously would have been magnanimous you know but nevertheless uh, look where it has got us it has got us to a yes. point where we have so many lodges all over india and mm-hmm. uh, and and the two of us are talking about it what more do you want yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly actually i as we had mentioned in the previous episodes as well right that we were like 145 lodges who were part uh, who were obviously in india thought uh, they wanted to move into this new grand lodge of india and these 145 lodges were given a term or give, given a name they were called the foundation lodges because they founded it uh, your lodge lodge star of the south number 101 and my lodge lodge united services number 58 are those two foundation lodges in uh, bangalore are one of the two foundation uh, one of the three or four i think i think we have three in bangalore i guess yeah anyway so we actually are there and we have a special medallion for that like which kind of gives you that overall logo 
so guys if you're listening please just search about grand lodge of india and you will find an amazing uh, a picture or a logo of the whole grand lodge of india and just look at that whole image that image has an elephant on the top and then in the base basically there is like four quadrants so you have a left right on the top and a left right at the bottom the first quadrant on the left has a qutub minar showcases the north of india the right has the bengal tiger showcasing the east of india right below the qutub uh, minar is the gateway of india showcasing the west of india and right below the bengal tiger is the gopuram or the entrance of a temple showcasing the south of india that literally brings out that whole cultural vibe which we have and right on top why is the elephant there the symbol that this is what i am this is what the grand lodge of india is and this is how i'm going to take you forward i really want to understand like who was that fellow who actually must have thought of this design it's superb it's brilliant when i saw it for the first time i was like wow this literally encompasses the entire thing which we have been discussing till now what is freemasonry bringing all of them together and doing something really amazing that's exactly what we do Very i think well uh, shishir I think Shishir, you should now start talking about what exactly happens in the Grand Lodge of India building, the polyclinic. When we talk about masonry, obviously the charity and masonry go hand in hand, and I have alluded to the basic nature of charity in one of the other episodes. Uh, but here, I want to talk a little bit about what the Grand Lodge of India is actually doing. So there is one about uh, a General Williams Masonic Polyclinic, which is run by. Uh, the grand lodge of india now this is in new delhi it is in the grand lodge's complex itself and it operates in delhi and a few other places as well like the ncr regions it's even there in ludhiana turki patiala uh, kalka meerut gurgaon right and the other thing i want to bring up is the masonic public school which is managed by the northern india masonic charitable society so these are two you know big establishments and again looking after the health of the community and ensuring that the young ones of the community the future of the community are being well educated yes and uh, i think going along with that uh, shishir i think you only should actually talk about how grand lodge of india was uh, recognized in 2011 oh yes that's uh, an interesting one guys and uh, those of you who are into philately or you know uh, collecting stamps i'm sure you would not want to miss out on this so the grand lords of india was recognized by the government uh, with a stamp so uh, in 2011 the stamp was released essentially looking into an entrance to a red color building there's a square and compass at the very top of the stamp and the entrance has a white color arch with two um, what do you say pillars um so we just spoke about the delhi order and that being related to pillars so yeah that there you go uh so that's something you definitely need to check out if you're into stamp collection it's definitely a collector's item and renish i think you have this stamp right yes i do and along with the stamp i also have the first day cover so uh, guys who are listening right like just search for the first day cover grand lodge of india and just just try to look at it you will find a a kind of a silhouette image of a person holding a lamp and that exactly what freemasonry is giving you the light giving you that lamp which kind of dispels the darkness the darkness of ignorance the darkness of doubt the darkness of ego 
all that thing can be dispelled if we live a good moral life freemasonry gives us that platform i we never ever say that freemasonry can do everything for you freemasonry just gives us the platform freemasonry gives us that whole group of people who will help us in doing in becoming better and that's exactly what i was able to understand when i looked at that first day cover i want to add one thing the first day cover like renesh said it's the silhouette of person who is carrying a lamp when you look at it closely you will you know you'll realize that this person is walking in a stance like as if he's trying to look or find his way and he's engulfed in darkness with the lamp being the only thing that is you know lighting up and giving shape to his silhouette now you know to renesh's point freemasonry is not the solution it's a tool right so through that you need to find your way freemasonry gives you its teachings it gives you its lectures gives you everything that you need but the onus is still on you as an individual to chart your own course and be a better person because a better person is defined by none other than the person him or herself so i cannot tell you that renesh you should not uh do abc and start doing xyz i could still tell you but if renesh doesn't listen to me then it's renesh's problem <laughs> right <laughs> i cannot you know uh, twist renesh's ears or you know give him a good whipping no that's not the case our life is in our hands what we choose to yeah. make it we are responsible for that we have to make sure that we you know use our life well while that is one part of it we also affect our society in a positive way yes 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 and uh, as we had mentioned in our second episode right like uh, i think one of the questions which we had received is uh, whether women can become freemasons delhi might have been a late entrant when it came to freemasonry by the british but delhi actually gave or rather uh, created that whole pathway of being the first city in india which has women freemasons the women freemasons of a lodge named lodge bharti is actually there in delhi they uh, they obviously have well it's a women freemasons lodge so they have i think they are very new but they have done an amazing job if you ever go and search about them you will find out the amount of charitable activities which these lodges have done they have even conducted some vocational trainings for some of the schools around their areas all right so i think that covers a lot of things about delhi uh, rinesh um and that also brings us to a close for today's episode and thank you all for listening and uh with that we would be traveling to a different state which borders delhi and that is uttar pradesh yes so uh, oh. look forward to that folks we have reached out to a few brethren um to you know get some interesting uh, facts about that to get to know of some old lodges uh, uttar pradesh has played a vital role because it's it was and still is one of the most fertile places in the country considering the amount of agriculture that is there and it's still a very agrarian uh, place and you know but it just doesn't end it's like an ocean just made of crops so that's the wonderful state we'll be going off to in our next episode please engage with us talk to us ask us questions we are on instagram facebook the links are in our description we will also be uh, giving links as usual to the grand lodge uh, of india 
um and uh, i think there's there should be a link for lords bharati as well so i will yes. give a link to their lords as well and with and that, the stamp as well oh yeah uh, yes yes in fact i will make that stamp the you know the the thumbnail of this particular episode uh, oh, it's pretty special to not do that so i will do that for sure <laughs> uh, again thanks everyone for your time all the very best wherever you are in this world we truly hope that you find the right path in life take care and bye 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 well that just about wraps it up folks we sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of freemasonry and what better way than to hear about it from those who are the humble members of the gentle craft if you have any queries about what we shared on this episode or generally on this podcast or even about freemasonry please check out the show notes for links to the grand lords of india's website or feel free to write us an email please do look forward to the next episode